Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming to you live from our Elliott Avenue studios of Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. This is Sounders Weekly with your host, Jackson Feltz. Good evening. Welcome into Sounders Weekly. Jackson Feltz here. Good to be with you. Talking Sounders soccer here on Sounders Weekly Sports Radio 93.3 KJR FM, Seattle's only FM sports station. Well, there is a lot to get to here this week. A lot to talk about of what happened on Saturday and a lot to look ahead to because it is finally CONCACAF Champions League final week. The Sounders are here in a spot that they have never been before. The first leg in Mexico City against Pumas is coming up on Wednesday here the 27th. 7.30 kickoff, 7 o'clock pregame. It's going to be over on 9.50 KJR on Wednesday, 9.50 a.m. The iHeartRadio app, just search 9.50. KJR. You can also watch the match on FS1. So that's the first leg. And then, of course, next Wednesday, May 4th, Star Wars Day, that will have the second leg at Lumen Field where the Sounders could win, could win. CONCACAF Champions League. I knock on every piece of wood. I don't even, it scares me to even say it right now, but it is possible that you win CCL at home, and what a dream scenario that would be. Tickets, by the way, for that match still available. SoundersFC.com slash tickets. Just the upper deck available. Lower bowl is sold out. As a reminder, by the way, there's no away goal tiebreaker here in this final round. I've seen that going around some places. Don't even worry about away goals right now. You just want to do his best you can here in this leg and hopefully god can you take a lead here after the first leg but even a draw is great to come home and just need a win to seal it and to win ccl so we'll see how that breaks down but we'll look ahead to that match we'll talk to Nuhu and we'll talk to jackson reagan a little bit later on in the show we'll talk to one of our sounders experts here our analysts on kjr diego Ariola, a little bit later on in the show to preview that pumas match because he has an interesting connection down there to that club in mexico so we'll talk to Diego later on. Garth Lagerwey coming up in just a few moments. I will tell you, Sounder fans, that even the greatest athletes make sure to take the time to catch up with their friends over a Michelob Ultra because they know that the joy is the whole game, not the end game. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Uh, so all of that coming up on the show today. We will start for just a moment by... Not just talking about San Jose and what happened there on Saturday, but just bashing Ted Uncle, the referee. Um, Yeah, I'm not even going to worry about it. Let's just bash him for a couple minutes because in the 10th minute, we all saw Raul Ruiz Diaz has a basically almost career-ending injury. I mean, some players never come back from these sorts of things. Nathan, the center back for San Jose, goes studs up into Ruiz Diaz's calf his shin area uh, nearly his knee which would have been disastrous but it's just one of the most horrific slide tackles in the box so it's obviously a foul in the box it's a penalty right and listen no matter which replay you look at it that is a red card 
I'm not sure how any human being who understands soccer at all, like even just a little bit, and I'm sure many of you out there are just either getting into the Sounders or, you know, just casual Sounders fans, you probably could look at that and say, oh, that guy deserves to be sent off. That's a red card, right? Well, for some reason and somehow, some way, the referee of this match, Ted Uncle, decides, nope, that's a yellow card. I'm keeping it as a yellow. One of the most ridiculously boneheaded decisions I've ever seen from a referee ever in my entire life watching soccer. Uh, But somehow in the 10th minute, Ted Uncle makes this dumb decision that Nathan still only deserves a yellow and he keeps the call on the field as a yellow, regardless of going studs up into some guy's calf. Ridiculous on every single level. And then to compound that mistake, late in the game, you have a corner kick for San Jose. This is now 3-3 at this point. And listen, in corner kicks, typically what you see is somebody fall down. It typically happens. And there's arms outstretched everywhere. You see it 99 times out of 100 corner kicks where somebody goes down, somebody has arms outstretched, and usually there's a lot of embellishing going on, as there was in this case. Lots of embellishing going on. Pete Fewing said it on the postgame show. It was a darn good acting job. And it was a good acting job. But Ted Uncle, after previously making a ridiculous call to benefit San Jose takes a look and actually goes to VAR. He later on, he lets the play play out, goes to VAR, and then takes a look at that corner and somehow says, yep, no, that's deserving. And yes, was there potentially a push because arms were outstretched? Maybe. But that happens all the time on corner kicks. So to make the mistake you made in benefit of San Jose in the 10th minute, and then to come back and make another call for San Jose in the, what was it, 94th minute, you just compound the mistake. Listen, if you're going to make a mistake, at least make it even and make them play out for both sides where, okay, maybe San Jose deserves a penalty kick there, but I made such a terrible call early on in this match that benefited the earthquakes. Yeah, I should you know go back the other way and not call that a penalty kick. But no, he does go back. He does call it a penalty kick. San Jose gets to go to the spot and they make it 4-3 to three, and they win 4-3. to three. So, Listen, I'm looking at Ted Uncle, and no, Ted Uncle is not the only reason we lost this game. You cannot talk about this game without talking about what happened in the 64th and 65th minutes. Obviously, that kind of shot from Espinosa, it's a knuckler. It really deceives Fry, and he doesn't know where it's going. It gets into the back of the net. That's a really tough situation, that, a mistake that really Fry makes one out of a thousand times. We've seen it against LAFC a number of years back, what, about four years ago at LAFC, that late goal that got them a winner, right? And it was one nothing, very, very late in the game. We've seen it, I believe, in Vancouver where he came off his line in the inopportune time. So Stefan Fry makes these mistakes very, very, you know, rarely. But we saw one again in the 64th minute. And then what happens is just a minute later, not even a minute later, San Jose just picks apart Seattle defensively, passes in between. You had brought Yamar Gomez-Andrade on in the 62nd minute, and it seemed like there was some confusion defensively because they were able to just pick apart Seattle defensively. Jackson Ewell ends up scoring that goal in the 65th to make it 3-3. But you know, overall, I mean, it's the first time the Sounders have actually 
lost a game where they had a two-goal lead. They've only ever not won it once before. I believe it was in like something like June of 2009. But this is a team that never gives up two-goal leads. Ever. Ever. They always shut it down. And well, I believe 128-0-1 before this. And now they're 128-1-1. Uh, that stat courtesy of Opta. And you know, it's just this ridiculous thing where you have one horrible mistake in Stefan Fry not, you know, misjudging the ball badly, and then you have a defensive lapse that equalizes the match, and then you just have this ridiculous call by Ted Uncle at the end that gives them the 4-3 winner. But offensively, it was good. You know, you score three goals, that should be a victory. And I think Stefan Fry would say that too. You know, he's probably putting the game a lot on himself after what happened in the 64th minute. But overall, just a, a cavalcade of mistakes from Fry to defensively to, of course, Ted Uncle. So, no, it was not only Ted Uncle's fault. I know I just ripped him there, and deservingly so. He should be ripped. And listen, it was a great cross from Nicholas Adero on a free kick in the 20th minute. Great, amazing header by Christian Roldan in the 20th minute that gave the Sounders a 2-0 lead. Really nice cross from Nico to Jordan Morris that gave the Sounders a 3-1 lead. There were really, really good moments in this match. But at the end of the day, nobody's going to remember those great moments. They're just going to remember three things. The one defensive mistake from Fry, the craziness of giving up two goals in one minute or two goals in a couple minutes, and then Ted Uncle's poor, poor, poor. Can I say poor one more time? Officiating. And at the end of the day, it's, it's just frustrating. It's maddening. I'm still pissed. You can hear it in my voice. I am so mad about this game. But hopefully the Sounders can use it as fuel to move forward. Use it as fuel into Mexico City, into the first leg of the CONCACAF Champions League final. All right, I'm done talking about San Jose. I don't want to talk about it again. Maybe just one question for Garth. We'll see. Uh, but there he is on hold. I need to calm down for a moment. Let's bring him on here. Uh, let's be joined by the Sounders general manager and president of soccer, Garth Loggerway. Good evening, Garth. How are you, sir? I am doing well, Jackson. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on, Garth. Uh, you know, I, I just went on a, a long diatribe about everything from San Jose, especially Ted Uncle. I, I don't need to continue that. Let's let's move forward. Let's look ahead. I don't want to look back any further. Let's look forward. Because, Garth, we have what is coming up and what you were on the field uh, for that Miami match and spoke to the fans and described as a chance for immortality. Um, obviously, we have the second leg at Lumen Field coming up on May 4th that everybody can get tickets for, soundersfc.com slash tickets. But it starts Wednesday in Mexico City, Garth. And, and, I mean, just talk about the emotions being two days away, almost exactly 48 hours away from what will be, at that point, the biggest game in club history. You know, look, I, I think the, the the emotion right now, Jackson, is one of calm. Mm. Um, you know, we did, obviously didn't get the result we wanted on the weekend, uh, but I think we actually played quite well at times. Um, you know, had some mistakes as well, but um, I don't. I have no doubt our guys will be focused uh, come Wednesday. You know, this is a veteran team. We played in a ton of big games. You know, we are ready. Um, and I think all the guys ha- have the sense of history and, and have a sense of, um, what the opportunity is that's in front of us. And uh, we are just really, really excited to play these two games now. Yeah, you know, you mentioned San Jose, and really quick, not to not to bring up anything intense, but I do want to ask, because it was one point on the postgame show that I asked Pete Fewing about, was, you know, 
do you think that it's all possible for your guys to use that game as fuel and use it as motivation, give them some fire in the belly to go out and have a really good result on Wednesday after what happened on Saturday? You know, all, what I would say to that, Jackson, is simply that the game on Wednesday means enough. You know, if, if, mm-hmm. if you need motivational help for Wednesday, uh, you're in the wrong business. So, I mean, in, you know, your, your argument's not a, a, a crazy one, but I just don't think our guys need it in the sense that, uh, I, you know, I think they're ready. I think, I think you know, I, the coach, I think, has a tough job with that game because you can tell the players whatever you want. Um, and the, but the players know the players are smart. The players know how long we've worked for this. Um, they know what the opportunity is. Um, you know, uh, we as a club have been open and public about um, selling tickets and and trying to get as many people there and and try to make this a you know the the biggest game in club history. And you know when you do that, I think you have to understand that the players are, are people too, and they hear that and they know that. And uh, you know if that means that there's uh, a lack of concentration in San Jose. I just don't think that that's an issue of any real concern going into Mexico City because you're going to be playing at altitude. It's going to be a really tough game. Um, everybody knows that, and I believe our guys are ready. Yeah, let's talk about kind of what these next 48 hours are going to look like. And obviously the team is in Mexico City, uh, flew out on Monday, as we all know, that that news was out there. And, and now kind of as we look at the preparation, and I suppose training in Mexico City uh, tomorrow, ahead of the game on Wednesday, you know, when we see MLS Cups happen, we see whole week-long big things in media, and, and Don Garber gives his State of the Union, and there's all these kind of hype things that go on. You know, I remember two 2019, there was so much happening in, in Seattle that whole week relating to MLS. What is CONCACAF final week like? What kind of stuff happens in terms of the, 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 the big stuff in preparation in these hours leading up to the game? Is there a whole bunch of things going on uh, You know, in terms of the, the media world, in terms of preparation, anything special going on here in, in the next couple of days? Well, one thing that I think our fans will see for sure is uh, there's going to be a spot with Marshawn Lynch uh, that's going to be released, uh, and we'll see if people enjoy that. But but uh, I think it's a, it's a little bit of fun, and hopefully we'll get those last couple of tickets sold uh, ahead of the game. You know, I think the best thing we can do to sell out the game to give our give our atmosphere the best possible chance is uh, to get a good result on Wednesday. You know, I think then people will realize Jackson the enormity of what's in front of us and the opportunity we have and. So, uh, but obviously that depends on how we do on Wednesday. So it's a critical game for us. Um, and in terms of what happens after that, um, you know, it, it, it's, we, we've done this in 2019, you know, we, we, we have had that MLS cup experience. So we've been through this, um, both on the business side and on the soccer side, we know what to expect. Um, and you know, it's a lot of work, uh, for sure, but it's fun work. You know, if you're, yeah. if you go work for a sports team, you know, you're working most weekends, you're working most holidays, you're probably making less money than you might uh, working on a, at a retail job or a, or a technology job, but it's for these moments. It's for these games that you do it, um, you know, that, that you have a chance to make history, to be part of that. Um, you know, every member of the Sounders organization on the field, off the field, um, you know, this is, this is the, this is the cool moment. This is the one, you know, that makes it all worth it. And, you know, we just couldn't be more excited. Yeah, it's going to be so exciting. You mentioned Marshawn Lynch there and some sort of spot coming out there. Are we finally going to see the recreation where, where Marshawn Lynch does what Joao Paulo did, the, the the Sounders version of the Beast Quake last year running through Colorado? I assume that's what we're going to see because Marshawn had to have looked at that and gone, well, if, if he can do that. 
I, I, one of, that was one of my favorite moments, Jack, the, 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 the B-Quake uh, over Jao Paulo's run. I mean, it just was – it pulled all the kind of Seattle sports together in that moment. And um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not looking on the ad directly. So I don't know if we showed that to Marshawn. I certainly hope we did because uh, that was amazing in and of itself. And, and what an amazing goal from JP and – Hopefully more of those to come, and, and uh, you know, just we're happy to be able to work with somebody like Marshawn and uh, raise awareness for May the 4th and uh, in the Champions League final. Yeah, that's going to be huge next Wednesday, or just nine days away from that second leg at Lumen Field, where the Sounders could establish regional dominance here of this region of the globe. You know, it's funny, we, we use the word regional dominance and regional supremacy, and usually those terms, we only use it when talking about Cascadia Cup. And with, with this, Garth, it's just, it's a whole different level. Winning MLS Cup is nice, and I think that's one thing that casual fans, I've, I've kind of been answering a lot of those questions, and, and you know, various people who are just kind of, you know, casual soccer fans, or even just not even soccer fans at all, or who are just interested because, wow, you're talking this up, like, what does this actually mean? I, I think one of the things that, that I'd like to hear your side on is, is how much this means compared to an MLS Cup, because we are mentioning, we've said it over and over, the immortality, the biggest games in club history, but you know, as, as far as I can see, this is a completely different stratosphere than an MLS cup. How does it compare for you? Um, look, it, this is the structure of uh, global soccer. And, you know, when baseball plays a world series, MLB is the, the best league, but it's not like they go play the Japanese champion, uh, you know, if that's the second best league and then uh, sort out, you know, who is the true world champion. Mm. Um, and in soccer, you do. You know, in soccer, you win MLS Cup, you know, you qualify for Champions League, uh, and then you play for, you know, the, the championship of uh, the North Pole of the Panama Canal. Uh, I would put it that way because I think to visualize, like, what a vast region CONCACAF encompasses and, and, and all the teams that play in it. And if you win that, then you go to the Club World Cup. And if you go to the, you know, if you club play the Club World Cup, then you're playing against, you know, Real Madrid or, you know, whoever whoever comes out of Europe, champion of Asia, champion of Africa, champion of South America. I mean, these are the best of the best. And uh, you're not playing them in a friendly, you're playing them in a real game. Um, and so, look, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but it's fun to dream. Um, and I think if you talked about the Sounders becoming a global club, you know, not just an MLS club, not just a regional club, but a global club, uh, it's, it's game-changing in terms of our exposure on the national stage. I mean, look, selfishly, if you're trying to recruit players, yeah, to come play for the Sounders, I, it, it's there's just it's unfathomable that you could make a better argument than we were the first MLS Concacaf Champions League champions. Um, and so for me, it's a it's a it's a literally historic opportunity uh, to do something uh, that no one's done before, um, and it, it's something that that uh, the club's been invested in them for a long time, and um, it, it's just this incredibly crazy, unique opportunity. And I hope everybody comes out. On May the fourth, because it's literally it's it's potentially a once in a lifetime event. You know, it, it's it's been ten years since the Sounders uh, were even in the semifinal for this tournament, um, and the, the degree of difficulty is is, in my opinion, much harder than MLS Cup. With all the travel, playing teams from different countries, the sheer volume of games. I mean, we've played already uh, fifteen games this season. Um, with you know, while, while most MLS teams uh, have played eight or nine. Um, so, you know, and we've had to juggle lineups and rotations and just, you know, kind of obstacle after obstacle, but we, we've overcome, right. And, and we're walking in and I think we're going to have one guy that's hurt for the first leg. Um, but that's pretty amazing job by our performance staff and our medical staff 
that we have our full roster available given the load of games that we faced already uh, in this season. So, um, again, just uh, I'm rambling. I know yeah. that, but I'm really excited, Jackson. And, and uh, you know, we've worked a long time for this. This is years of work um, just to have this opportunity, and it, it's really cool to have this chance. Absolutely. Uh, Garth, last thing for you here, and as we look at the game itself coming up on Wednesday, one of the things you typically see, and we love talking about cross-sport, right? Something that you see in the Super Bowl all the time, and you've seen it in MLS Cups, you've seen it in championship games across all sports, is there is a little bit of emotion and caginess and some hesitancy and kind of a lot of nerves that show for championships, and it's a good thing that the Sounders have played in quite a lot of championships over recent years. But what are you looking for here? on Wednesday. What do you think the game's going to actually be like? Do you think it'll have a little bit of caginess here for the start of this series? I, I think it will, Jack. I think that's inevitable. You know, I think the pressure and the crowd down there and the altitude, all those things are going to play in. And look, I think we have to be as pragmatic. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be the prettiest game you've ever played, uh, but you have to, you know, survive in advance and you can't do things down there that would give away, you know, right now we have home field advantage and we, we don't want to give away a result down there that would cause us to to be in a, a deep hole uh, for the second leg. Um, I think that most teams, uh, certainly in our part of the world, certainly in MLS, are going to have a really hard time preventing us from scoring. Um, I think with the, just the, the sheer talent that we have, the number of different guys that can score, the number of different ways from which we can score, um, you know, I feel pretty good about our chances there. And you know, you know, if you're able to do that a couple times and and defend well uh, and defend resolutely, then uh, I think we got a really good chance. Um, but obviously, I, I don't have to go down there and kick the ball. And and uh, you know, we're we're going to send our guys forth and into into this match, and they're going to play their hearts out, and we'll be here rooting for them. And isn't it nice to be healthy, too? I mean, the injury report right now, I believe it's only Dylan Tevez on the injury report. Otherwise, fully healthy. That's got to feel good. It is, and it's something we've we've done a ton of work on. You know, we we were, you know, you and I talked about we could not get healthy last year, and we really spent we spent months in the off season uh, implementing protocols and refining everything we were doing around injuries, and to tr- knowing that we had the talent, we just had to get it on the field, and um, it's really been a, a whole an effort by the entire staff and the entire uh, organization, and you know, again, we we've carried it through. Um, and you know, hopefully, put ourselves in the best position to succeed. And at the end of the day, that's all you can. That's all you can ask for. Oh man, I cannot wait. Just about forty-eight hours away from kickoff in Mexico City for Leg One, Garth. I am shaking with anticipation. I cannot freaking wait for it. Uh, biggest match in club history, and then it'll be the biggest one next Wednesday. I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Hopefully, we're talking about a good result. Hopefully, we're talking about what should be a very fun May Fourth, and we'll talk about that more next week and all about what happened here uh, coming up on Wednesday. Thank you, sir. Uh, enjoy Mexico City, uh, and hopefully, we are talking about something good next week. Take good care. We'll talk soon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sounds good. And remember, Jackson, if you're going to buy one more Sounders ticket in your lifetime, make it for May 4th. Garth Lagerway, Sounders general manager, president of soccer. The focus is on for Wednesday. And as he says, they're fighting for immortality. Trying to become the first MLS team ever to win CONCACAF Champions League. Well, for a moment, let's step aside from Sounders FC. Let's take a look at their team in MLS Next Pro, Tacoma Defiance. They're actually, actually, I believe they just wrapped up. Let me see if I can quickly find a score uh, while Andrew is going here. But our Puget Sound soccer expert, Andrew Harvey, each week he brings us around the sound, which takes a look at everything going on with Tacoma Defiance, with OL Rain, and there is major, major OL Rain news that I definitely need Andrew to share and update you all on because uh, certainly some big stuff going on with the rain and also Ballard FC. So with Around the Sound, here's Andrew Harvey. Well, Sounders aren't the only club with a shot at a cup around the Sound, Jackson. OL Rain clinched the top spot in the Western Division of the NWSL Challenge Cup group play with a 1-1 draw at San Diego Wave FC on Saturday. The club finished the group stage with a league-best four wins and two draws, no losses, as well as a league-best plus six goal differential. By right, OL Rain should host its semifinal matchup against the Washington Spirit, but a scheduling conflict for that May 4th match date means that the game will be played in Leesburg, Virginia. Good news for the rain is they'll already be in the neighborhood. They open the regular season against Washington this Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Not too often you play a club during the league and then face them right afterwards in the Cup, Jackson. The regular season opener will be streamed on Paramount+. Plus. And again, that is Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Tacoma Defiance is actually on the pitch as we speak in the late phases of their match against the San Jose Earthquakes 2. It is a brand new club that's existed for four months. After the match ends, Tacoma Defiance off for a little under a week. Then they're back at home next Sunday to face Houston Dynamo FC2 at Starfire Stadium at 3 p.m. Pacific. That match can be viewed on MLSNextPro.com. Finally, Ballard FC announced that two of its eight regular season contests are now sold out. The May 21st inaugural match against Lane United and the June 10th match against PDX FC. I'm assured by ownership that fans unable to attend sold-out matches in person will be able to tune in to live broadcasts, with details on that front set to be revealed closer to the start of the season. In the meantime, tickets for Ballard's other six home matches are available on GoBallardFC.com tickets. I'm Andrew Harvey, and this has been Around the Sound. Great stuff there from Andrew Harvey, our Puget Sound soccer expert on all things Defiance, Rain, and Ballard FC. And really quickly on the on that Rain front there, a championship could be on May 7th, which, by the way, is my birthday. So if the Rain uh, could just please go win that championship and win that cup, that would be a quite nice birthday present. So good luck to the Rain out there uh, going forward. Uh, well, we'll take a break, and we'll come back on Sounders Weekly and hear from a couple Sounders. I believe we're going to hear from Nuhu, who I caught up with. Last week, we're looking ahead head to CONCACAF action this coming Wednesday in Mexico City and also Jackson Reagan the young center back from Michigan and from the Seattle area who has filled in very well for Yamar Gomez Andrade so Jackson Reagan and Nuhu you'll hear from both of them next on Sounders Weekly on Sports Radio 93.3 K Places now back to Sounders Weekly on your home for Sounders FC Seattle Sports Radio 93.3 KJR FM Welcome back, Sounders Weekly. Jackson Feltz here. Good to have you with us on this Monday night here on Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. Special Monday edition because we have Kraken Hockey tomorrow night here on KJR. 
Well, what a week for your Seattle Sounders. And we are looking at the beginning of this CONCACAF Champions League final, this two-leg series that will decide who is the best team in this region of the globe. That includes, of course, North America and Central America, a tournament that has been dominated by Mexican teams for years. For more than a decade straight, Liga MX has dominated this here in CONCACAF Champions League. Major League Soccer has actually never even won a CONCACAF Champions League. We talked about that with Garth Logaway there in our last segment. We thank him again for joining the show. Check out the podcast in case you missed that. Uh, But in terms of the players on this team, you know, in terms of what CONCACAF means to them, what it would mean to come out of this and not only you got to get by this first leg coming up on Wednesday and we'll preview that match a little bit later on with Diego Arioa. He will be joining us to talk about Pumas and he has a unique connection to that organization down there in Mexico City. So the first leg is coming up of course on Wednesday. That is down in Mexico City. We will have the game over on 9.50 KJR 9.50 AM for that broadcast. Fox Sports 1 for you to watch that game there. 7.30 K kick 7 o'clock pregame on Wednesday for that broadcast. So you got to get by that, and there is an importance in that in terms of not going down by too much. Uh, And of course, if you can come out of there with a draw or a win after that first leg, then suddenly a week from Wednesday at Lumen Field, May 4th, and get your tickets, soundersfc.com slash tickets. Uh, Only the upper deck is available. They are going to sell fast, and especially if the Sounders come out of it with a draw or with a lead out of that first leg, there are going to be not many tickets left very quickly because it's going to be a fun fun time there on Wednesday the 4th, uh, May 4th Star Wars Day, as the Sounders look to win CONCACAF Champions League and do what Garth Lagerway talked about. Get immortality. Reach that position of doing something no MLS team has ever done. Uh, and if any MLS team is going to do this, it would be the Sounders, the number one franchise across this league for the last decade plus. Uh, so we will see what happens, but it all really looks ahead to this first leg. And, you know, I have a had a great chance to catch up with a number of Sounder players out at Starfire where they train throughout the last week. This goes into last week, actually, where we've been talking to guys about CONCACAF. I know they've had eyes on Miami and then San Jose, of course, but there is still an eye on CONCACAF. And I've been talking with a bunch of guys and had a great conversation last Thursday went out there and really had a, a nice time chatting with Nuhu, who we haven't heard from ever before on Sounders Weekly. You know, it's just been a thing where there has been a, a language thing, and he's gotten so much better at English. And I, I hope you're able to to take a chance to understand him. And if you have to slow this down later on. Feel free to do so, but really cool to be able to talk to Nuhu last week. Such a fan favorite from this club. Uh, wonderful to catch up with him on everything about CONCACAF, his experience in these kinds of big matches, and then him personally. Where the heck does his love of spicy chicken teriyaki come from? Uh, check out this conversation I had with Nuhu. I like the city. I like the club. I like everything. My progression is going good, especially in um, past two years. So I just wanna, I'm just happy to be there. So. Life is good there in Seattle, so especially the water, so I just want to enjoy half one. Yeah. Nuhu, we know you have San Jose coming up, but I just want to focus for a couple minutes on CONCACAF action because advancing past New York City and now having the big two legs against Pumas coming up in Mexico over the next few weeks, what does it mean to you to be in, be in another cup final for this team? Yeah, I think it's going to be a big game. Everybody knows that um, all the MLS watching the CONCACAF Champions League because they always support us so, so it's going to be a big story for the club, for the CDM, for the league. 
Now, you've played in a lot of big games uh, this year, looking, looking back to AFCON and everything that happened there and facing Mohamed Salah and everything you did with that. How will these big games for the Sounders, these cup final games, compare to those games that you played earlier this year? Yeah, I think it's a lot of believer. I think Mohamed Salah is one of the best players in the world. So I think I have fun there, so it was a good experience for me. Now I just want to focus with the Sounders. So it's the same with soccer. So. I have a lot of respect for him like a player, so I mean Pumas, um, MLS, everything is, is the same player, so I just need to be ready about that. I know everybody's going to watch me that because I play against big players, so I need to be one of the every game. Now, obviously, you do want to focus on MLS. Looking back to, to that tournament, though, earlier this year, you know, playing for Cameroon, what did you learn facing guys like Mohamed Salah, facing guys like in, in those big games? Yeah, I think before the game, I was a little bit nervous because it was my first time to face that kind of player. So I tell to myself, this is the time to show because it's, you play against one of the biggest players in the world. So I just go in, get my first touch and go in. So I think I'm, I'm very proud about that. I'm very proud of my performance. So it's just a game, so I'm just happy. Coming out of that tournament, there was a lot of talk on social media and stuff about, you know, does Nuhu eventually go to the English Premier League or what, what, where is his future headed? What are your career aspirations? Where do you see yourself in, in a number of years? Do you see yourself here? Do you want to you know, be in a bigger league? For sure. Everyone I play to the big league, especially me, always um, my dream to play to Europe, especially to the Premier League. I think I saw everything on social media. I have uh, some offers. So for right now, I just want to focus with the Sanders, win trophy, and you will see what happens for the summer. If nothing happens, I'm just going to continue with the Sanders and let anything go like naturally. I don't want to force everything. So. That makes sense. Uh, let's talk about you personally for a moment. Obviously, a lot of people love watching you run down that left side, the choo-choo nickname, right? You know, f- for you, what do you like to do off the field? What, what do you t- talk to us about Nuhu's personality. What do you like? Honestly, offside if I'm a little bit different. I'm a little bit shy, for sure. I don't really talk offside the field. So in the field, I do everything because for me, it's it's not everybody have that kind of chance to be a professional player. I just wanna be the example for the next generation. Those that's why for me, when I'm to the field, I wanna give 100 percent, run for the fans, for for everything. So that's my passion. Do you feel that when when you're running down and you hear the crowd, do you, does it does it get you going even more? Yeah, for sure. I have a, it gave me like more power, so I'm just. Just laughing sometimes, but it's good to have it like no choo so I'm, I like it. Talk to us about your love of spicy chicken teriyaki. Where did that start? I think I remember 2016, Jin, yeah, he made me try teriyaki my first time. I said, oh, I like the food. For me, it's, I just like the food. I don't know why, so it's my favorite food for sure. I just love it. Extra yeah. spicy, extra chicken? Is it always, yeah, you always extra, have to yeah. is, is there a spicy limit, or is it just kind of as spicy as you can make it? It depends for the mood. Sometimes I just like more spicy. Sometimes it's no spicy. <laughs> Honestly, I don't really like spicy food. It's only teriyaki. Really? So, yeah. That's funny. The teriyaki was a little bit more special. Because I don't know. It's, I just like the food. I don't know why. Like. Do you have a specific spot you like to go around here? Honestly, I don't. I used to have, I think it's not the same person, so now I, I eat every, everywhere when I go, so well, yeah. Do you feel that the element where fans, there is a, like, getting new who to score, do you feel that? Do you really want to get that ball in the back of the net for you? For sure, that, in fact, I, I work a lot about that. I, I want to, I have to, I need to score, so it's going to be, I know it's going to be crazy when I score in Seattle, especially for <laughs> at home, so I, I need to do that. For me, I have to, so the celebration is going to be on the field. So. How far are you willing to go to get that goal? Are you willing to just, you know, on a level of like of Brian Schmetzer potentially being mad at you, how far up the field are you willing to go to get that ball in the back of the net? Actually, I, 
I just want to like go on the field and score goal and take my celebration. So for me, I just want to do that. Don't care. Looking, yeah, I don't care. Like, I just want to see the ball inside the goal. So yeah. For the fans who want to see you score, for the fans who love cheering you running up and down the field, what do you want to say to, to, to the fans? I just want to say to them like, you just have to wait. I know it's take time, so it's coming soon. Yeah. When I'm gonna score, I'm gonna score more. Two, three, four. I need to score more. I need to score one first. And the rest will come in. Everything will break. Nuhu, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Great to hear there from Nuhu. Sounders left back and center back when they slide into a back three there. Really cool to hear. I hope you guys were able to understand so much of that. Uh, obviously having that accent. Uh, such a unique perspective. Uh, awesome to see him throughout this year go from playing with Cameroon, shutting down a guy like Mohamed Salah and, and the amazing talent that he is, and then now moving forward and hopefully helping the Sounders win CONCACAF Champions League and do that. I think we do have a minute. So that was Nuhu talking about all of those things, including CONCACAF. Now, another Sounder that I want you to hear from is Jackson Reagan, because the young center back has filled in admirably while Yamar Gomez-Andrade has been injured. And we had the chance last week at Starfire to catch up with him and talk to him about his development there. Here's Jackson Reagan. Jackson, let's first talk about your time starting here while Yamar has been out. How have you felt? How has it gone in your eyes? Uh, great. I mean, it's been a dream come true, like my childhood team that I've been a fan of forever. Um, and it feels great just to be on the field, especially playing at home at Lumen is awesome. Um, it's been awesome to play in front of like family and friends from around Seattle. So it's been it's been amazing. How, how surreal has this journey been? You know, being from here and yet you, you went to Michigan and now you're back. I mean, to, to, to be back and playing in front of your home home fans and home family and stuff, how surreal is it? It's, it's awesome. Yeah, um, I definitely took uh, not like the normal path to getting back here, um, but I'm very happy to be back. When you were drafted by Chicago, did you think that there was going to be any way you could get back here or was it kind of just locked into the fire? Um, I was not, yeah, I mean... I was not, I didn't think I was going to be back here, um, at least not this soon, definitely. You know, Brian talked about how you've gotten better over the course of this season. Uh, in your eyes, what is there still to work on? What are you trying to get better at when you stay here late after practice ends? Um, I think defending against top MLS forwards is, is a bigger jump than from the USL and from college. And then also just being more consistent. Um, like making fewer and fewer mistakes per game. You've got the what was expected to be the number one um, center back coming back, um, but I imagine you still want to be in that um, starting spot. So, I mean, do you still approach, you know, like still have that competitive edge, or do you kind of understand that you might have to go back to the bench, or what, how do you how do you handle this moment? Yeah, I think um, that's a big part of what makes this team so good is competition, um, and so I think. Javi and I, now that Yamar is coming back, we have to be competing with each other and AB um, for to see who's going to be the, the two starters. So it's only going to make us all better players at the end of the day. So That's Jackson Reagan, young Sounders center back. Great to catch up with him last week at Starfire and, and talk about his journey coming from the area, then going out to Michigan, coming back here. It does sound surreal to now be you know going from a situation, and he talked about this later on in the press conference, where he was trying to get in to the inaugural Sounders match back in 2009 against New York Red Bulls, and he couldn't do it. He actually couldn't even get into the building and now here he is playing in that building, having people ask him for tickets to get in to watch him play. 
what an amazing, amazing experience and what a life Jackson Reagan has lived. So great to hear there from Jackson Reagan. Uh, I believe that's all the time we have for in this segment. Still didn't hear from Freddie Montero. Maybe we'll try to post that separately. Uh, but we have to look ahead and we have to actually preview this first leg coming up in Mexico City on Wednesday. Once again, 7.30 kickoff, 7 o'clock pregame over on 950 KJR, 950 AM. The iHeartRadio app, just search 950 KJR uh, to get that FS1 on TV. But we have to preview this match. So let's take a break. Let's be joined by Diego Arioa. He's an analyst for us here on KJR for our broadcast. And Diego and I will break down this first leg in Mexico City. That comes next on Sounders Weekly on Sports Radio 93.3 KJR. We can help. Now back to Sounders Weekly on your home for Sounders FC. Seattle Sports Radio 93.3 KJR FC. Welcome back to Sounders Weekly. Jackson Feltz here. Good to have you with us on this Monday night, special Monday night edition of Sounders Weekly here on 93.3 KJR-FM, talking all things Rave Green Soccer. And Sounders FC and Boeing are teaming up to support the Washington Youth Soccer Community Corner on match days this season. Join us in stadium as we welcome Washington youth soccer players and coaches to cheer on the Rave Green, courtesy of Boeing. And it's time for our Sharp Vision Opponent Outlook. For a few minutes, we're going to be looking ahead to this CONCACAF first leg down in Mexico City against Pumas. Joining us right now is one of our analysts for broadcasts here on KGR, Diego Arioa. Diego, welcome to the show. Good to have you on Sounders Weekly for the first time. Man, how are you? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Jackson. A pleasure. Thanks for having me. Really, really excited for this uh, upcoming match uh, against Puma. So, so really pumped for the uh, historic uh, final for the Seattle Sounders. It absolutely is historic, Diego. You know, before we get into the match and before we get into everything coming up for Wednesday's first leg, I know that you, and you mentioned this on the broadcast briefly a couple weeks ago, you have a connection to Pumas, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's uh, obviously um, uh, my heart goes with Sounders for this final, but I do have some history with, with Pumas. Uh, so uh, I actually uh, played in the, in the academy when I was 13 years old, 13 to 15, in the Pumas Academy. It's one of the, the best uh, youth systems in, in Mexican soccer. So, so there's like my direct connection. And actually, um, Gonzo Pineda, Gonzalo Pineda, who used to be an uh, ex-Seattle founder, yeah. uh, also you know, played in Pumas. And I actually met him for the first time back there in Mexico when he was still playing and had that uh, connection <laughs> with Pumas. So, so yeah, that, that's, that's where I would say my heart is not split. I still looking for the Sounders for a historic final, but definitely there, there's, there's some, some, some passion and love for Pumas because I think you can see also in the team how they really incentivize uh, youth players in, yeah. in, in the Mexican system. And it's one of the main issues also, right, with Mexican soccer that they usually get a lot of uh, foreign players, international players, and they don't give the opportunity to, to use Mexican players. So Pumas is one of those teams that they definitely 
uh, give that incentive to the to the young young uh, soccer players. Well, Diego, you know that organization well then, and so you are perfectly fitted to answer the next question, which is how these teams stack up. Looking at Pumas and looking at the Sounders, and let's just ignore San Jose. I went on a whole thing earlier today. You don't even need to hear. We don't even need to talk about <laughs> San Jose. Uh, but, you know, looking at the Sounders, potentially being fueled from that, uh, but looking at the way they sit right now and, and you knowing Pumas the way you do, how do you think this match sits here, this first leg coming up on Wednesday in Mexico City? Yeah, so that's a really good question, Jackson. I think uh, the first leg obviously is the, the most important for both teams. I, I think uh, Pumas on their side, they, they know they need to get a result at home, no matter what, because they know uh, in the, the game next week back in, in Seattle, uh, Pumas is going to most likely uh, play with the advantage if they have an advantage, advantage at home. So I think it's crucial for Pumas to be intense from the beginning and try to get a result. And from the Sounders, I think also that they need to be really smart. They, they need to, to get a, a good, I, honestly, like an, an away goal or even a tie would be ideal for the Sounders. They also need to be, I think, Brad Schmetzer is going to be uh, smart about this and know when to, to attack Pumas. I think Pumas has a lot of intensity. They're pretty um, um, really organized in the back. I think that, that that's one of the highlights of these okay. Pumas teams. They, they don't have really any big uh, stars. They do have good players, obviously, but I think one of their... Uh, you've seen it in the, in the national uh, Mexican tournament. I think that it's an organized team. They know when to attack, and also they keep that in high pressure and intensity. So Sounders, they need to be careful for, for the mistakes in the back, especially, and also... Uh, you know, try to, to get some uh, counterattacks from the Sounders. That, that would be helpful. I think the Sounders can use speed their advantage, but Pumas, in that sense, uh, they're going to be a, a tough team to play in the first uh, 90 minutes. Diego, one more for you here. And, and sometimes in these sort of championship games, you, you see it in the Super Bowl all the time, and you'll see it across sports, where sometimes in these championship games, it can be very cagey to start the game. And, and both teams are kind of just feeling each other out. It happens in soccer all the time. We've seen it in so many MOS Cups, where there were teams that's just very hesitant, just trying to feel each other out. And being in the first leg of a two-leg series, do you think that happens? Or do you think you know? Do you think that one of the teams comes out, you know, Pumas especially potentially because they're at home? Do you think they come out guns blazing, or or do you do you think there is a little bit of that caginess here because it is such a huge final? Yeah, no, there's definitely there definitely is uh, Jackson. I, I think especially you know playing away for the Sounders for the first leg that's an advantage because uh, you know to your point that they're they're testing out the first 15, 20 minutes hmm. to to not only adapt to, to the other team that they're facing, but I, I think that also it gives time, right, for the Sounders. If right. Pumas is testing out the waters, then, you know, time is, is running. And in that sense, they're going to play against Pumas. So I think Sounders, they need to make it uncomfortable as much as they can. As for minute one, they need to be really intense yeah. and to counterattack that intensity from Pumas that are going to bring also. So I think that's going to be uh, in favor for the Sounders to be really smart from the beginning. And again, I think mistakes is going to be crucial. Like, no mistakes uh, at all, and in particular, in the back because they have uh, yeah. Dineno, who's a dangerous Argentina player who can have one and create some some danger there. Well, we'll see if he plays indeed. I know there were some injury concerns there, but Diego, looking forward to <laughs> Wednesday. Thank you for your time today. We look forward to the first leg coming up on Wednesday, buddy. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Jackson. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, excited for this uh, final.
Diego Arioa, broadcaster and analyst here on KJR for our Sounder broadcast. Good to have him on. And that was our opponent outlook presented by Sharp Vision Modern LASIK, the official LASIK provider of Sounders FC. And one final note, Sounder fans, even the greatest athletes, make sure to take the time to catch up with their friends over on Michelob Ultra because they know that the joy is the whole game, not the end game. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. So that will do it for tonight's show. Oh man, cannot wait for Wednesday. First leg of the CONCACAF Champions League final. Sounders are in a position to reach immortality in a position that they have never been before to win this regional international tournament and be named the best team in this global region. So the first leg is coming up on Wednesday. That will be at 7 p.m. pregame, 7.30 kickoff over on 9.50 KJR. You can watch on FS1. We cannot wait for Wednesday. So we'll talk to you then over on 9.50 and Fox Sports Radio is up next. No American team has ever won the tournament. No MLS team has ever won the tournament. This game on May 4th is for immortality. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.